From the mind of a Chicago media vet comes a longtime podcast in the making. Why? What have you heard? She's been heard, seen, and she's never been one to hold anything back. This is still America, and we can still have our opinions. The Jill Urchak Show, the podcast. And you may have heard me if you were stuck in traffic. Unfiltered, uncensored, and where nothing is off topic. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to mine. It's not a big deal. And now, from the south side of Chicago, your host, Jill Urchak. Welcome to the Jill Urchak Show. I'm your host, Jill Urchak, and today's guest, I welcome Welcome Chicago sports radio icon, Mike North. Mike started out as a hot dog salesman and quickly rose to fame and fortune when he became one of the first radio personalities for then new radio station, 670 The Score. He also grabbed national headlines when he went on the year to criticize the then White Sox skipper, Ozzie Gian, only to have Ozzie call on the show and have this happen. How you doing, Ozzie? Oh, shut the oh. up. Oh, well, well, Ozzy, we're on the radio now, so we, 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 I understand that you, you think we're, we're just having me and you are having the conversation, which we're going to have, but we're on the radio. So just, what you guys talking about is just anti you guys that push every goddamn day. Hey, Ozzy, clean up your mouth, all right? Okay, I'll, I'll clean up that. your day. Hey, clean up your, hey, clean up your damn mouth when you're talking on the radio and you're talking to me. Have a little respect, all right? Don't go talking to me like you're talking down to somebody. You understand me? Without further ado, welcome to the Jill Urch. Check show. Mike North, welcome to the Jiller Check Show. How the hell are you? Good, Jill. It's been a long time. How you been? <laughs> I've been good, but the scary thing is it feels like it was just yesterday, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know what? That's that's a good thing. I mean, you know, yeah. because that means that time does fly, but you have good memories and uh, you know, you have uh you still have a lot of friends in the business. Yeah, this is true. And, you know, anytime people find out that I work on the score or do traffic or whatever I'm doing, it's always, do you know Mike North? And I thought, you know what? <laughs> now that I'm, I'm doing my own show, I got to have this guy on. But there's so much that people want to know what you're doing now and all this good stuff. Before you even got into sports radio, you had a very famous hot dog place. Tell yeah, me about it, because had, I love hot we dogs. Had like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had three of them, and we had a place called uh, Frank's Lot that was on Belmont and Karloff. We had another one uh, called uh, The Soup Opera, and it was by three banks on Irving and Central Park, and it was uh, in a strip mall, and uh, we, had, we were one of the first we had fast food places to have a, a salad bar, and we had different soups and stuff like that. It was different mm. than a hot dog stand okay. because we had the banks. Yeah. And at that time, we put a TV in the place when nobody else was doing that. Wow. In the seven, uh, late 70s. And the girls and the people from the banks that worked there would come there and watch all my children, uh, all the different guiding lights. Oh, yeah. They'd actually have a fight because we had one TV. They would actually have to switch days. <laughs> Because, you know, there was no flat screen TVs. You had to hang the TV. Yeah. And you put the TV up. And uh, it it was hung by brackets and stuff like that. And it was a nice TV. But, I mean, you had like seven, eight booths filled with people watching a soap opera. That is So we called the place the soap opera. Oh, okay. And then we had BBs, which... Um, really, we hit the jackpot with, it was an old car wash. I converted it to a hot dog stand on Milwaukee and Keeler. And that's where the WXRT people came. Uh, they brought in people like Robert Plant and, uh, Jack McDowell came in from the White Sox. Uh, uh, 
Johnny Hyatt, uh, a lot of their acts they would bring every so often. Robert Plants, as a matter of fact, I delivered that food to him when he was doing solo and he was visiting XRT with Lynn Bramer and those wow. people. And it was, uh, so that's how I, that's how I uh, uh, made a living before I got into radio. And before that, I was working for the city, worked for the water department, worked for the park district. I also was in the army uh, for two years. Oh, I drafted. didn't know that. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was drafted during the Vietnam wow. War. I almost had to go. Nixon put the freeze on. So I've, I've lived a heck of a life, had a lot of fun. And then, of course, the radio thing hit when I decided to take, uh, um, before podcasting, like you're doing mm-hmm. and I'm doing, a lot of people are doing. Mm-hmm. Before podcasting, you had to run time. Yeah, at, of course. At a brokered station. And mm-hmm. that's what I did. And I had a buddy listed into some times. And I had two years, I did a show called the NFL Handicap Show, which was about sports betting in the 80s before it was even made legal this year. So got fortunate I had those tapes and that's what ended up happening. That's crazy, but I love it because sometimes you feel in life like you're stuck doing something and then there's so much to one person you just kind of gravitate towards something else and you know it just took Mm -hmm. off from there and I had so much fun I won't get into we don't have a lot of time the old score days when I met you though but that was some of the for me personally and of course Mm -hmm. doing it now but with COVID it's kind of been on a freeze has been some of the most fun I've had on the radio like working with all you guys and you always just cracked me up and you have such a personality so when I, I put out on Facebook, I was interviewing you and there were about a million questions and we don't have a million minutes. So well, you could take your time. We got some time. Don't uh, worry. Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, before we get into that, my husband, Dan, who loves to eat, wants to know why the pizza puff gets, gets no love. You don't, you don't have to answer that, Mike. Well, I'm Italian, so it's going to get no love here too. Okay. So I'm half Italian, half Irish. I, I, okay. you know, I, I'll tell you, but I was raised Italian. My mother was Italian, but we didn't have pizza puffs. Uh, and my wife would never, we would never, we never had them at our restaurant. Uh, Doug Buffone and I invented a, a sandwich uh, called the Italian boot. And what it was, was a meatball and sausage in uh, a burrito type shell shaped oh like the God. boot of Italy. And we sold it at Cup <laughs> Foods for a year. Um at the same, uh, we got it built, uh, made on the south side around 35th Street, where they do Tom Tom tamales and all these yeah, other things. Yeah, yeah. And we got to meet the people. We ended up getting in cup foods for a year. And nobody thought we'd pull it off, but that's what I love. When nobody thinks you're going to pull something off, that's when they put their guard down. You pull it off. We got it in cup foods. We had a couple connections. And it did okay. It really did. But then the the, the, the manufacturer started to say, well, we need this, we need more money for that. And we said, forget about it. Yeah, then it got really complicated. But I'm the same way. Yeah. If someone says you can't do something, I'm like, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to do it. Um, but so you had some crazy times on the score. And I want you to, because this was right. one of the repeating questions, tell me that mm-hmm. crazy Ozzy Gann story where you, <laughs> you tell, give a recap of what happened in that story for the listeners. Well, I was at High Tops. Uh, we were doing a remote. The mm-hmm. Sox were playing the Cubs mm-hmm. at Wrigley Field. And uh, before it became homogenized, it sure. was just great. Yes, they around were. Around there. Mm-hmm. And High Tops was a great place, and they were a great sponsor for for us. And I remember uh, Bob Brenly was our guest, Fred Hubner and Maxfield. Uh, and Brenly was on site. 
and I had been pounding the fact that uh, they were going to start, I forget what his name was, Toby Paul, uh, in the first game against the White Sox. I go, what is wrong with Ozzy? We got A.J. Pruszynski. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with him? Has he lost his mind? He's going to end up screwing this whole thing up. So I'm, I'm laying on him a little bit about mm-hmm. it. But I'm not being disrespectful or nothing. He calls me up, as you just heard, <laughs> or as you will hear. Yeah. And he let me he let me have it. So then I <sighs> let him have it back. And back then, nobody let Ozzy have it. No. And I did. And And I remember, because this was before Twitter, this was before social media. This would have been like a million hits back mm-hmm. then. Sure. Uh, but Howard Stern played it on his show. Uh, they played it on Entertainment Tonight. They played it on different radio stations around the country. Uh, but man, it caused an uproar. And what happened was, after it was over, I walked over there after the show. And I went right into the locker room. And I won't tell you who was down there, but a lot of the usual cast and they went hiding and running like cockroaches, <laughs> you know, what's going to happen. And, and I walked into an Ozzy and I hugged. And then I gave Ozzy a little a gift. I said, here, Ozzy, no hard feelings. I heard he threw it in the garbage afterwards. Oh, but, that's so but, funny. But, 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 but <laughs> we hugged, uh, we hugged it out. And, and that's, I mean, that's the way I did my job. I mean, that's why, um, you know, we had a different type of station back then. We were more yeah. brash, but we were not. Uh, we were unafraid. Well, you know what? The censorship is crap, by the way. I'm not into censorship in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's mm-hmm. on tiptoes and eggshells for what they say, for what they have to sure. say. And so listening mm-hmm. back to that segment, I thought it was oh. great. I thought it was great. And I think more radio needs to be like that. But it was cool that you kept saying, but we're friends. And he's like, we're friends, but you're, you're pissing me off. But we're friends. Right. right. Well, you know what? I mean, look, at I, I, I loved him because he called in. Yeah. Because, oh, he didn't well, talk right. behind my back. He, he, he brought True. himself to the common man. True. Let everybody listen to the conversation. Mm-hmm. I've never had anything against him. I, I, I really haven't. I, I don't know if he has anything against me. I never cared what anybody had against me. I was hired for a one-time shot. Mm-hmm. And they gave me a... A six-month trial. Wow. Seth Mason came up to me, and he said, you got six months. Now, I, and they gave, I was getting paid 45, which wasn't bad, but I was making more at my hot dog stands. I had two cards, one at the athletic field and stuff like that. So I ended up doing it because I wanted to do it. But, you know, they gave me six months, and then three months later, they came up and changed the deal. They upped me for more money. Wow. And then... Two years later, the fan came after us in New York, which would never happen today because everybody's owned by eight companies now. Right. Oh, yeah. Back then, you had 30 different companies. Yeah. And then from there, the day I got, I, I went, I flew to Maryland. I just confronted the bosses. I said, if, after Howard Stern and, and Brandmeier decided not to take the CBS deal, I told B, I'm going to take off tomorrow, but don't tell anybody. She goes, where are you going? What are you going? I'm flying to Maryland to meet Dan Mason. I'm going to tell him I want this much money. Good I told him and you. they signed me because oh. I knew they were reeling from Brandmeier and from Stern leaving. And they didn't want to lose me, no matter what anybody wants to say. They didn't want to lose me. 
They made it plain and simple. And I was dealing with third-party people. So then, you know, I, I, over the phone, some guy told me, well, Dan Rather doesn't have seven th- this many years. And I said, I don't give a damn about Dan. If Dan Rather, what Dan Rather. I could give to, you know what? Yes. I told this guy. And, and, and then I said, I got home and I told B, book me a flight to Potomac, Maryland. That's where Dan Mason was. Wow. I said, I said, I stayed at the embassy suites overnight, knowing I could blow my whole job by walking in there unannounced. And I'm sitting, I walked in, the lady goes, can I help you? I go, I'm Mike Norris. I'm here to see Dan Mason. She goes, you have an appointment? I said, no. She goes, well, he's not here yet. Would you like to sit down? I go, yeah. So then Dan Mason comes walking in. And he goes, yeah, can I help you? I go, yeah, I'm Mike, delay, I'm Mike North. He goes, Mike, how are you? What are you doing here? I go, listen, I've been haggling about this contract. To make a long story short, I got everything I wanted in four hours. Dang, you know what? Because you got- I went, and that's why agents hate me. Because I, heard, I asked a couple agents, I won't mention their names. Uh-huh. I said, how much can I make? And they told me, and I, I, I went, I doubled it, and I got it. Well, see, if you don't have the brass that you had, you need an agent. But when you know you're worth more, as most of us do, but don't have the, you know, gonads to do anything about it, you went and did it and you never would have gotten this success. Oh, I shouldn't say never, but you no, made it happen. Never. You don't well, think I ever? You got it. If I had, I, I, I had to have, if, if, if Stern, remember, Westinghouse, CBS, whoever it was at the time, I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. Um, they had just lost, well, two powerhouses, Brandmeier and Stern. Now you got the number one sports station in Chicago with the mm-hmm. number one guy. That's just the way it felt. Not, not my fault. But I didn't tell anybody what I was going to do. No, you can't. I said because it would, they would have headed it off at the pass. So I, they, they couldn't believe I was taking a day off because I never missed a day that I was supposed to work. That was- so then I flew out that, that evening and went took a cab and and uh found out where where he was it was about five miles away from where i stayed and that's how it all unfolded and then i flew home a millionaire that is so inspiring though mike because so many people are afraid to of course to say are. their worth and you know i'm one of them i'm one of them no you know i've gotten you know better what? it's about power it's about position it, you know i had a different type of relationship uh, with the first owner, Danny Lee, but, uh, but I, I, Danny Lee once told me, he says, you don't have an off season. That's why you're going to make a lot of money. I go, what are you talking about? And he went over the whole lineup. He says, this guy's good at this. This guy's good at football. This guy's good at basketball. Mm-hmm. You're good at them all. And I'll back you on anything you want to do. See, very rarely, that's when families owned it. Danny Lee, who just passed away, who I loved like an older brother. Who was a Sullivan High School? You don't get that backing anymore because it's it's it. They they have to do according to. I mean, let's face it; it's all about money now. A yeah. lot of it, and and we've seen radio get more unimaginative. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you see people afraid to do what they want to do. <laughs> see, if I ran a sports station, okay, I would tell them, go for it, and, and we'd win. Do you, think, do you think you would ever want to do that? Has it ever been on your mind? I would never. I don't think I'd ever be. Well, I already did. 
Would okay, so you don't want to do that anymore? Uh, well, no, I would, mm-hmm. but see, it's like it's it's sort of like 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 a, a friend of mine told me, Babe Ruth didn't manage. You're not going to manage. I see. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, 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 you know, they still think you're the same person you were 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Let me tell you something. I just signed a new deal with Win Daily Sports, and and I'm going to be doing a podcast every day now, Monday through Friday, for mm-hmm. 20 minutes. And and I work for ESPN 1000. I'm the only guy left that's still doing terrestrial radio. It's going to be my 30th year, and I didn't get in until I was like 38. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so whatever I did, I was always a late bloomer. I was always immature, but I never thought I'd fail at anything if I was given the opportunity. And there was a lot of guys with different responsibilities. Joe, you know that with your guys, you and Dan with the baby and everything Mm -hmm. else, you got to be different. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any kids. Right. And I had a great wife who I confided in, Mm -hmm. who I met before I made it big. Which is a big and difference. I trust every yeah. move she makes, and Danny knows her. My wife, Bibi. Yeah, I met Bibi. I mm-hmm. trust everything she makes. Yeah, every move. She's. We did the TV show, won two Emmy awards. She never produced in her life, and boom, she picks it up and she wins. Helps me win two Emmy awards. She's a bright woman. She's a patient woman. <laughs> she, like any other woman, she could have kicked the husband out of the house ten times. <laughs> like every other yeah. woman. True, true. Like every, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, right. I right. mean, if you're married 44, 45 years, like I've been, mm-hmm. that's a minimum. Yeah. No, that's that's unheard of these days. Kind of wipe right. it off. Right. You, plus in the entertainment business. Yeah, this business is not, it, this business is uh, not for the faint of heart. Th- that's for sure. I mean, let's face it. I've been I've been doing it 26 years and it's not just traffic. I've co-hosted and stuff. But sure. at first I made I'll be honest, I'm going to ask your opinion while we wrap this up. First, I didn't I want to say made fun of podcasting. But then I realized, OK, like you said, I'm being stifled. There's so much more that I could do. And I'm not allowed to do. And I'm a pretty creative person. I want my own dang show. Right. I, I do a supernatural paranormal show, but that's for only a couple of people like me that believe in aliens and stuff. So this one is just all encompassing. And this is where I get the creativity out. How do you think, Mike, while we wrap this up, how do you see two questions, sports radio going in the future? And do you think there's a bigger future in future and podcasting with this stuff? Because like you said, we have to answer to so many people and it's changed. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'll give you my, uh, I'll tell you. I mean, the fact that I'm on ESPN, which is great, mm-hmm. and they podcast is great. Um, the podcast I have on Bears Barroom with Aldo Gandia, um, I own a piece of, of, of that. And and and, and uh, when daily, I'm getting paid to to, to do shows on podcasting. When people said back in the day, you'll never, th- there's other alternatives now. Yeah. And, and what has made me keep going and what has kept me going is loyalty from people who haven't been swayed by the other people or by the people that work at these stations. Now you can get me. See, the fact is you used to be able, if nobody hired you, you were shut out. Exactly. There was well, nowhere that's to go. No longer the case, right? Right. That's no longer the case. I mean, because I got hired after I did a podcast by ESPN One Thousand, and 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 they love the odds couple, and they love what we do, and I love being destination radio. Do they have a podcast? Yeah, 
What I would do if I ran a station, I'd hire the best stars available, just like why the newspapers are dying. You know why the newspapers are dying, Joe? Because there's no stars. There's no Royco. There's no cup. I mean, for these people that don't know, the younger people, there used to be Ebert, Cisco. You know, uh, whether you liked Mariotti or not, Mariotti, you have to have stars. Just like on TV, Bill Curtis, Walter Jacobson back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faith Lynn, Joe, you have to have stars. There were substance. If you don't have mm-hmm. stars. I heard a program director say one time recently, this guy's going to be our franchise player. That ain't up to you. It's up to the listeners. Mm-hmm. And the guy's not a franchise player. <laughs> so the bosses, they're... If the if the radio or TV or newspapers are suffering, okay, I love when a newspaper guy retires and they call him a legend. Well, how can he be a legend? When he started, the newspaper was 250 pages on Sunday. Now it's 30. How are you a legend? Because in your little community, you praise each other. How many times have you heard, hey, you'll want to read so-and-so's story. Yeah, you work for the same company. Right. So it's up to the people and the people have kept me alive. And, and I never, Hey, I had, I had, I have the greatest career. I, there's nobody. I'm going to tell you this folks. I'm not bragging. It's a fact. And Dan knows radio outside of a few, but, but not in sports radio. Everybody would trade their career for mine for the most part. That does it because the money was insane. And that's no longer the case. No. It should be better. I don't think they give money it like that anymore. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Things are changing. And I'm glad podcasting is another outlet. But I don't think mm-hmm. it's ever going to have, like, you were the shock jock of sports radio. I hate to use that term, but that's what you were. And now people mm-hmm. are either trying to do it and falling flat because it's it's almost embarrassing when somebody's trying, but you weren't trying. You were, you know what I mean? You almost want to give them a hug. Like, oh, stop. You're, yeah. making, you're making a fool yeah. out of yourself. It, 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 <laughs> they got their handcuffed. And, and, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't handcuff them. You want to make money. What happened to making money? Making money, know. doing good ratings. It's not a bad Why? thing, Mike. Why? I don't understand why a lot of radio st- and I'm not listen I love that I love Chicago radio. I've been I grew up with it. I go back to Dick Biondi. Yeah. Uh, I go back uh, and Dick Biondi had to work at 26 different places. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. He worked in Myrtle Beach. I yeah. mean, he got fired from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's always been if you don't have the right boss or if there's maybe you know, or if you don't get the right ratings, it's a tough business. Very tough. And, you know, to be, and, and you know, um, when you are making $50,000, sixty, $70,000 a year selling hot dogs, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. And then 10 years later, you're making a million and a half a year, <sighs> okay? That's a hell of a transition for anybody. You th- I mean, I was in my 40s and I didn't handle everything properly. Can you imagine these kids that get it? These kids out of the NBA. But at least I saved my money, though, for yeah. God's sake. Thank God for that. <laughs> Seriously, thank God for that. Well, no, you you save money and you, you know, I, you know, like I always said, 
you know, you buy some stocks, you do some fine investments. You got, I get paid handsomely by ESPN uh, to do my show. Uh, you know, I get paid by Win Daily. So, you know, it seemed like when I retired for the most part, that's when things started happening. But you know what, Joe? It, I, I remember this is great. And I was sitting in with Mancow. And Eric is a great guy. Mm-hmm. He really is. And I, I know this for a fact. He was he could he wants to be so much better. But once again, we're talking about Trump 2020, right? I mm-hmm. mean, uh, 2021. This is the truth. So me and him are standing. We're cumulus. We're cumuluses. We're in the kitchen and they have like six studios. Right. Right. And this girl comes out. And we were during a break. And this girl comes out and she says, I'm so-and-so I'm uh, hosting now on one of the other stations. I forget what it was. It was a music station. Okay. And she goes, Oh God, nice to meet you. I'm Eric. Uh, I'm Eric. I'm, I mean, I'm man cow. And I go, I'm, I'm Mike North. She goes, really? She goes, what do you guys do? She came from New York. She had no idea okay. who we were. Okay. So what I'm trying to tell everybody is there used to be a connection. Yeah. You know, you got to know your history of radio to, 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 you got to know history to, to, to make things better. And I don't know if the, if these guys know how good really radio was in the eighties and seventies and sixties and nineties. They don't, they don't. Well, it's, that are coming in now. It declined. I'd say I graduated. Well, that's okay. I started in the um, mid nineties. Okay. Right. When I grad, sorry, from college. Sure. I got in it when it was still, you know, the radio you're talking about. And it wasn't until it started inching up to the year 2000, I'd say, we were on the peak. And I thought something really weird was going on with this. And it just started, I mean, it changing all the way down. And it was different. It was different. And then I wind up talking to people that keep reminiscing back to the uh, WKRP in Cincinnati days of what radio was. And I am so grateful that I got in it while it was still there. I used to of intern course. for I used to intern for Alan Stagg on 105.9, God rest his soul, CKG. I used to go and get his cigarettes for him, you know. Oh, sure, I'll get your cigarettes. It's just that seems like Well, yeah, and here's another thing. I mean, if there was ago. social media, if there was social media in ninety two, I don't last a month. Because social media changed everything. The fact that I came at the right time and that a lot of people did radio at the right time is very important. I agree. Um because the money is, uh, you know, I, I feel bad for the guys because they shouldn't be working for ten, uh, for 10 cents on the dollar. They should be making a lot more money than they are. I know that for, for fact, but you know what? It's what you're willing to accept. And, and you know, even the, the, the crew I was with, with McNeil, great, Dan McNeil, mm-hmm. Terry Bores. Right. These guys, they had more responsibilities. They had families. Mm-hmm. I could afford to take some chances. Mm-hmm. I was in a nothing to lose position. These guys had already established themselves. McNeil right. had been at the loop. Boris was writing for the Sun-Times. Jiggets had been working at CBS. Mm-hmm. So they already had cut their cloth. I was the new guy. And believe me, when I tell you this, I was very disregarded by most there. I was, you know, very disregarded. I'm, you know, is he going to make it or not? It was one. And I knew if, but I just was myself. And, but, and today, I know there's guys, this is, and you know this, and Dan knows this, that 
you talk to them personally and then you hear them on the air. It's like two different people. Oh, you know what? No, you're right. Because I think I'm the same person when I do my stuff. Agreed. I, I, I don't think, and I've met you obviously outside of radio, and I know that mm-hmm. if you don't count traffic, or I used I'm the to. Same. I, I'm still Jill, I, except I can't swear on the radio. There is no difference. <laughs> there is no difference. Um, but I know what you mean. Like you'll meet somebody, they're either a real ass on the air and they're the nicest people in person or vice versa. It's almost like they're acting. I'm not an actress. I'll give you one. Yeah. I'll give you one. Yeah. This is very important to know that uh, when you look at the uh, radio state, okay, I know a guy that works in conservative radio, mm-hmm. but he but he works, he's a liberal. Okay. And, but on radio, he's a conservative. Real? Oh, so, that's a big difference. And I know... And, and believe me when I tell you this, everybody knows who he is, okay, in the business. But I'm not going to tell you who it is because it would bust him out. Wow. I'm just saying you would recognize the name. Oh, sure. He, so he works at a conservative station, but his agent said you got to act conservative, even though he's a liberal. That has to be hard to do. That has to be hard to do. I couldn't do it. If you told me to act a certain way that I'm not, I'd vomit every time I talked. <laughs> Listen, that's where my battles came in. Yeah, it would be. I it would never be. forget. I mean, Ron Gleason was the greatest. Oh, I love Ron. Yeah. Ronnie says to me one day, I said, uh, I said, the guy is a jag. I won't finish it because mm-hmm. mixed company. And Gleason commercial comes up and Gleason calls. Jesse Rogers comes in. He goes, Ron wants to talk to you about what? He goes, you said, Jag, you know, and Jiggs goes, Jiggs goes, I knew that was going to happen. You know, and, and you know, <laughs> so then, so then I go in to see Rod and uh, he says, you can't say that on the air. And he's one of the great guys. Over mm-hmm. I go, Ron, I just did. What, what's going to happen? What do you mean? Say something else. Don't say that anymore. I go, okay. I go, but what should I say? I don't know, but it, you better not be that. Because I, so I said, I come back, and in five minutes, first I come back, and Jinx goes, what happened? I says, well, I can't say it. He goes, I knew that was going to happen. That's what Jinx used to always say to me. <laughs> you know? Um, so I, I, I invented the word jag bag, which is now in the Urban Dictionary. Love it. I just came up with it. So now Jeff Schwartz calls me the, uh, about a year ago. He goes, remember Jag Bag? I go, yeah. <laughs> Did you know it's in the Urban Dictionary? I go, no. And it's got your name in it for inventing it? Shut it's up. It's supposed to mean jerk off. <laughs> yes. If <laughs> you look up Urban Dictionary on your computer <laughs> your right now, my name's on it for Jag Bag. If Dan does it or anybody does it who's producing your show, check it out right now. It will say Midwestern host Mike North. Is your, is your word. picture I, on there, too? I will die laughing. <laughs> no, it's not. The picture's not on there. They probably think I look like Einstein or something. Oh, you know, or my something God. Like that. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I mean, we said words, and then, uh, you know, you'd say you'd get in trouble three weeks later because Cedar had it in his column. Yeah. Nobody would complain on the air, but things in print look different, you know? But that's why. But so, but you were real. And let's just say this. R, when you were on, you were real. It made people laugh. Do you watch Frasier? The uh, did you watch Frasier when it was out? The TV show. 
No, not really. Okay. I watched you saw what he was on. Okay, because uh, there's a sports guy, Bulldog, on Frasier. And okay. I always say, Dan and I always say, Frasier is one of the, because it's all radio. So it's really relatable. Sure. And Bulldog yeah, was. Yeah, I've seen it. Yes. Bulldog was the sports guy. We always say that's Mike North. <laughs> and, and and he had the same. Well, I always like Champ. I like Champ from uh, from Anchorman. Yeah. I said, you know what? That's that's what t- that's what TV's missing. You know, oh, it's, I mean that's yeah. just the way it is. I mean, it, it's just a lot of originality is gone right now. But it will turn. It will change. Yeah, and it's up to the bosses to do it. Yeah, I just think. Well, that's where I think a lot people need to um, chill out. Number one. Let people be a little more of themselves and not so scripted. This is my opinion. And I think Agreed. people notice the audience notices it. They they can identify when you're real, whether they like you or not. If it's resonating, right. it's working. You can hate Howard Stern, but the guy had his ratings. You can hate, you know, Man Cow, but the guy had his ratings. So something's yep. working. And if it's not forced and it's genuine, even better. Even I better. Agree. I agree, and everybody's cookie cutter right now, but they're, everybody's doing the best they can yeah. under different types of circumstances. Yeah. I mean, it's just a different time, and we'll see what happens. That's all we can do, but, you know, I I really enjoy doing what I do, and I get to do it from home, Yeah, which I never, you know, I, I put in a studio in the mid-90s in my home. It cost me an arm and a leg, but I, I was doing stuff from home in the 90s, and people go, why would you do that? Everybody goes downtown. I said, well, because someday they won't be going downtown. Now you could, I mean, like Coded, where, I mean, really Zoom, I mean, for the most part, has put the old radio way of doing stuff from home out of business. Um, <laughs> and people can do stuff from home now. Oh, most of them are. absolutely great. I, I, you know, I lost my um, gig with COVID. I still only work one day a week, but doing traffic on the score. And it was great to be back on with Ha and stuff. So I missed that. But I'll tell you, it was nice to just not wear a bra. (laughs) And um, it's got to be honestly to me too. Yeah. You you know what I mean, Mike? The underwire, it's not good. And then just kind of slide into the work without (laughs) having to drive downtown. But I digress. It has been so. Why don't you give people the website what you're on if they don't know? It has Uh, been so great having you. ESPN 1000 on Fridays. Uh, 11.48 uh, uh, before noon with your and Carmen. Then we do a podcast uh, unless there's white, if there's White Sox baseball. If not, we're on Friday night and then Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. I also do a show I just got off of doing the Bears Bar Room, uh, the uh, Win Daily Advantage, and I also just signed a deal with Win Daily. Well, I'm going to be doing a 20-minute Twitter show on North to North, N-O-R-T-H, number two, N-O-R-T-H, Every single day, Monday through Friday, with a with picks and stuff like that. That is so awesome, Mike. It was so great to thank you for taking the time to reconnect with you. It's been a long My time. Pleasure, and it's been a long time. It's always good to hook up, Jill. You always were a lot of fun. Thank and you. And you're uh, solid pro. All right, I appreciate it, Mike. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye.